Think of the wise men who also came to Jesus. They brought gifts. And there's so many legends of what the shepherds and others brought to this newborn baby. But think of what this little baby gave them. Jesus' birth gave them hope. It gave them joy. It gave them a sense of prophecy fulfilled. This is the Bible Speaks to You podcast, episode 219. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about the answer to this question, What will Christ give you for Christmas? You're listening to The Bible Speaks to You podcast. I'm James Early, your host, and this is the place to be to rediscover the original Christianity of Jesus. Each week, we talk about how Jesus wanted us to think and act and pray and live our daily lives. And we dig down into the mindset of Jesus to discover how we can think and act like he did. The goal is to experience more of Jesus' promise that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hey there, and welcome again to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I'm so grateful that you've tuned in to listen today. Christmas is in just a few days. If you're listening to this when it first comes out, and if you're listening at another time of the year, just think about the expectation that often goes along with Christmas. When you were a little kid, waiting and not always so patiently for Christmas, did you ever wonder what presents you were going to get? Maybe you had told someone what you wanted and had high hopes to get your favorite toy or game or whatever it was. When I was a kid, there was always a high level of expectancy and anticipation as Christmas got closer. And it wasn't just about those hoped-for presents or the unexpected surprises. There was something bigger going on. I understood in my simple childlike way that Christmas was about Jesus being born and what that meant, not just for me, but for the whole world. Now, as an adult, I still get a few presents from my family, and that's always nice, but the expectation has shifted from what gifts there will be for me under the Christmas tree to the spiritual gifts which come from heaven. And Christmas is not just about getting things, it's about giving as well. And this doesn't just mean what presents you will give your family and friends. Giving also can have a more spiritual approach to it. Will you give people more love and patience this year? Will you be less critical, less judgmental? Will you give people the respect every human being deserves? What will you give to God in gratitude for all the blessings you've received? And what would you give Jesus if you could? Last Christmas, I did a podcast episode called, What Will You Give Jesus for Christmas? There's some pretty fun ideas in there, so if you'd like to listen to it, it's episode 167, and I'll have that link in the show notes. This year, I actually have a similar question. It's really a set of questions for you and me to think about together. What will you ask Christ for this year for Christmas? 
What do you expect to receive from Christ? What will Christ give you for Christmas? Now, I realize that everyone listening to this podcast hasn't had the same experience or doesn't celebrate Christmas the same way, but think back to when you were a kid waiting for Christmas, full of expectation. And if that didn't happen at Christmas for you, think of a time when you had high hopes and expectations for something joyful, wonderful, and exciting that was about to happen. I want you to think about this feeling you had, the expectation and anticipation of something wonderful. Maybe you had told your parents what you wanted for Christmas. Sometimes those hopes were fulfilled when you got exactly what you wanted. Eh, Sometimes they weren't. I remember when I was probably eight or nine, there was a particular toy I wanted for Christmas, and my parents got it for me. I was so happy. I played with it all the time until I outgrew it several years later. At the time, I thought I was happy because I got the thing I wanted, but looking back on that and similar experiences, I realize now that the real source of happiness was my parents' love for me and the effort they made to give me something I would enjoy. And sometimes, you may have experienced this as well, the expectation leading up to Christmas of what presents I might get, as well as the joy of the season, was a source of happiness in and of itself. So in thinking about this sense of expectation leading up to Christmas, let's come back to that question, What are you expecting to receive for Christmas this year from Christ? What if we could have that same childlike and intense expectation of what we were hoping to get for Christmas as kids for what Christ gives us and continues to give us today? I encourage you to take some time and ponder all that Christ gives you all year long not just at Christmas. Here's some of the things I've been thinking about. Let's start with love. Jesus said in John 15, 9, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Jesus loves us with the same love that the Father loved him with. Christ's love still reaches you and me and the whole world. How much of Christ's love are you expecting to receive? How much will you accept for yourself and share with others? Think about peace. This is John 14, 27. Jesus is telling his disciples, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Think of the peace Jesus must have had within him. Wouldn't it be great to have a little of that peace in you right now? Well, Christ still gives his followers peace, his own peace. You already have this peace in you. It's time to recognize this gift, open it up, so to speak, and use it. How much of Christ's infinite peace are you ready and willing to accept? And of course, there's joy. Jesus says, this is John 15, 11. Again, he's talking to his disciples, and that means you and me. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, 
and that your joy might be full. Here again, Jesus is giving us something that belongs to him, his joy. Jesus wants you to have the same fullness of joy he has, and so he gives it to you freely. How often do you accept this joy and live it out in your daily life? Now, these are just a few of the things Christ has given us and continues to give us. But let's go a little deeper on this topic. Christ gives us an awareness of our relationship with God and God's glory. This is Jesus in a prayer to the Father, referring to his disciples, just before he's going to be crucified. This is John seventeen twenty two. This is Jesus' prayer. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are. And then in Luke 10, 22, Jesus says, No one knows who the Father is except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. The Son of God, Jesus himself, has chosen to reveal the Father to us. God is no longer a mystery. It's not enough for Jesus just to tell us about God. We can know and experience God's love and presence for ourselves because Christ continues to reveal the Father to us. This is indeed a gift to know that we are God's children. And above and beyond all these gifts, Jesus has given us the gift of salvation and spiritual wholeness. Now, for a lot of people, the the big focus in Christmas is on celebrating the birth of Jesus. And this is a major part of what Christmas is all about. But it's not just about Christ coming to us. It's about us coming to Christ as well. Christmas should be a come-to-Jesus moment. Now, usually when you hear that phrase, it means someone's in a crisis and needs to face the truth of the situation. But a true come-to-Jesus moment doesn't have to be because you're in a tough situation. Think of those shepherds who came to Jesus as he was lying in a feeding trough 2,000 years ago as a baby. Think of the wise men who also came to Jesus. They brought gifts. And there's so many legends of what the shepherds and others brought to this newborn baby. But think of what this little baby gave them. Jesus' birth gave them hope. It gave them joy. It gave them a sense of prophecy fulfilled. The angels had announced to the shepherds that the baby they would find was the Messiah. This is Luke 2, verses 10 through 12. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. If you had been one of those shepherds, what would you be thinking while the angel was talking to you? What would you be thinking when you were surrounded by too many angels to count, all singing about the glory of God? You might have been so overwhelmed with this totally unexpected message from heaven You couldn't think of anything except just to be in awe. But once the angels had all gone and there was silence, what would you be thinking? What would you do? Just sit back and tend your sheep and say to the other shepherds, 
Well, that was interesting. No, you'd be so full of joy and expectation, you wouldn't be able to sit still. You'd want to go check out what the angel told you, and that's exactly what happened. This is Luke 2, 15 and 16. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When the shepherds heard the angels announcing the birth of the Messiah and then found Jesus just as the angel had said they would, their joy could not be contained or measured. If you think you were full of expectation for Christmas when you were a kid and hoped to get the things you wanted, this is small in comparison to the deep sense of expectation and hope people had for the coming of the Messiah around the time of Jesus' birth. The shepherds knew that their highest hopes and expectations had been fulfilled. The Messiah had finally come. And then, from the very beginning of his public ministry, this sense of expectation and hope beyond hopes that the Messiah had come took on new life as people heard Jesus preach, speaking not only with divine authority but common sense as well, and saw him heal incurable diseases and disabilities. Surely, many people thought Jesus must be the Messiah or he wouldn't be able to do such amazing things. This expectation and hope led to more expectation and hope as they witnessed Jesus continue to heal and bless his listeners and followers. Once again, there were lots of come-to-Jesus moments during those three years of his ministry, and Jesus continued to give his love and so much more. So, how does all this apply to you and me? Well, let's come back to this basic question. What is your level of expectation this Christmas for what Christ will give you? Has this wonderful day become just a routine holiday moment to spend with family and friends, to have a good meal, to give and receive gifts? Has celebrating Jesus' birth somehow lost its original joy and his message of hope and peace seem really far away? Or maybe you feel deeply the expectation of hope of Christ's coming at Christmas. Wherever you are in your level of expectation and anticipation, I encourage you to stretch yourself a little bit. The prophet Isaiah talks about this process of increasing your ability to have more good in your life with a metaphor about tents. Now, this is God telling Isaiah what to say to the people. This is Isaiah 54, 2. God says, Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. This process of being able to have more good in your life, more expectancy of what Christ gives you, more receptivity to what Christ gives you, and an increased ability to actually accept and hold on to all Christ gives you, begins in your thinking. This is not about getting a bigger tent or a bigger house or physical space to store more things. It's a metaphor about expanding your thinking, your heart, your spiritual ability to receive more of Christ's truth in your life. It's about your mindset. 
Do you have a limited mindset with small or no expectations for what Christ has to offer you this Christmas? Or do you have a mindset open to the unlimited possibilities of what Christ is giving you? In this quote from Isaiah, God tells us to enlarge the sense of where we dwell. Are you just living in a small, limited sense of who you are, who God is, and what Christ can do in your life? Or will you enlarge and spiritualize your sense of where you dwell and be able to say with Paul that you live in God? This is Acts 17:28, for in him, in God, we live and move and have our being. God is telling us to stretch our tent curtains wide and not to hold back. The wider your tent curtains are, and the wider the door to your heart is open, the more expectant you are of what Christ will give you, and the more good you'll be able to receive. And if we're going to be willing to receive more of what Christ is giving us, We also need to be willing to get rid of some of the things in our thinking to make room for all that Christ is giving. If you have stored up in your heart hurts from the past, resentment, anger, and unwillingness to forgive, maybe pride or self-depreciation, or whatever it might be, it's time to clear those things out to make more room for what Christ is giving you. And another way to make more room for what Christ gives is to fill your heart with gratitude for what he has already given. And that's the wonderful thing about gratitude. The more you express it, the more gratitude you have, the more room you have in your heart and your life for more blessings. As a kid, did you ever ask for something much bigger and more expensive than you thought your parents would get you for Christmas? You might have gotten what you wanted so desperately, or you might not have. But when you come to Christ to honor and love him and ask Christ with unlimited expectations and hope for his abundant outpouring of love, joy, peace, grace, wisdom, healing, and all he has to offer, you have expanded your tent, so to speak. You'll be able to receive and accept more of Christ's gifts to you. Right this moment, Christ is pouring forth infinite, boundless, unlimited blessings, most important of which is a full salvation from the world's evils, along with the awareness that we are the sons and daughters of God. This is Christ's gift to you. How much of this gift will you accept? Not just at Christmas, but all year long. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm so glad you're here. If you know someone who would enjoy this episode, please share it with them. I always love to hear from you. If you'd like to be in touch for any reason with questions or comments, go to the website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com and click on the contact tab and I'll be in touch. I look forward to hearing from you. If you're new to the show, I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast on my website. Go to thebiblespeakstoyou.com and click on the subscribe tab, fill out the form, and you're all set. That puts you on my email notification list, and you'll get an email every week. You'll never miss an episode. And as a special thank you, I'm going to send you a prayer guide I put together called Praying with the Mindset of Jesus. 
If you would like to read the transcript of today's episode or check out the Bible verses I quoted, you'll find those on the show notes page for this episode. Just go to thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash 219. This is episode 219. And I'll have that link in the description if you're listening on a podcast app. With Christmas just a few days away, I want to thank you so much for all the ways you've been supportive of the Bible Speaks to You podcast. You've taken the ideas and put them into practice in your own life. You've shared the podcast with your friends. And a special thanks to all of you who have made a financial contribution. I am so grateful. This has helped the podcast grow and reach more people all over the world. My hope for you this Christmas is that you'll hear those angels singing just as the shepherds did 2,000 years ago, and that you will be more receptive to all that Christ is giving you. I wish you a very Merry Christmas. I'm James Early with the Bible Speaks to You podcast. Have a great week, take care, and we'll see you next week. God bless.